Appamada's programmes and facilities are supported through your generosity. Your support really does make a huge difference. You'll find a link for contributions on the website at appamada.org forward slash contribute. Thank you so much. Good evening, everyone. Once again, hello, everybody in here in the space. So um, I just wanted to ask just to start with, did anybody shift during the day? <laughs> and if so, would you like to share with me what might have happened? Was there anything worth, do you want to talk about? Or? <laughs> sure. Um, I shipped it before I got here this morning and I overslept. Hmm. And then uh, non identified as a result, which was helpful. And then after the morning, uh, each thing that I thought was on my agenda get done wasn't on the agenda of those that I was doing with. So <laughs> I went out to spend time with my sister and there was someone already there with her. Yes. So I'm going to the library. Um, but by shifting, it created openings. Um, and, and it happened four or five times through the day that the option was to shift and have a wonderful day. Nice. So um, the practice served. Great, thank you for sharing that. Anyone else? Okay. Ah, here. Well, I was thinking about eternity all day, but not as something out there, but something um, among amongst us, kind of like we're in eternity and it goes off yeah. and on. And that was kind of fun because I hadn't thought of eternity in that sense. It's yeah. not way far away. Uh -huh. It's immediate. And way far away. We <laughs> <laughs> continue. Yeah. Great. Uh, Jay, Jay has her hand up. Ah, hey, Jay. Um. I don't know if it's shifting, but um, I can't seem to stop. <laughs> like, I hear a sound and I'm listening for the space in between the sound and someone is speaking to me and I'm listening to the, the, the cadence of their speech and, you know, the space in between their words. And it's like, oh my God, I can't stop. It's like everything. <laughs> So that was my experience today. <laughs> Great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had kind of a day like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was spending time with trees and uh, there was just this 
I mean, I've, I usually spend, I've spent time with trees a lot, but this was a little bit different just because of all these exercises of the space <laughs> and then the seeing so much space and then realizing there's just space and space, you know, and then being aware of that and, and then, you know, being aware of you. And so the whole thing. So as opposed to trees, I spent time, I know, I spent time looking at gravel and, uh, <laughs> And here's what came up, which was lovely. Emptiness, mm -hmm. emptiness, even awareness is empty. And when that awareness of the emptiness of awareness came over me, I would, there's no word, there's no word. And, 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 Emptiness and awareness are not static. They're, for me, it's like breezes. There's this tremendous flow and movement to it. And I, like Jay, all day was like the cadence, the, the space before, during, um, and after. And it was like, I, I the way my body processed it was similar to painting with water on a piece of paper. So as, and sometimes when you set that brush down, it, it leaves heavier uh, imprints of water and then it, go, it dries off differently. And that was the, those were the sounds. They would leave heavier imprints and then go into emptiness because there's no permanence, right? So that was a lovely, lovely day. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get started. Oh, there were two things that I was going to mention that I, I just wanted to add on to from this morning. <clears throat> I, I had been talking about um, about the shifting being uh, helpful, you know, in terms of the ants, I was relating it to the ancestors, right? And the writings of the ancestors and how it's, it's all in there, you know, it's all in there. And so one thing that I, I just wanted to um, say about that is in the Shenzhen Ming, which we're reading every day, there is a, um, a statement or um, I don't want to say exactly a warning, but maybe warning is a good word, a softer word than warning. It's kind of hating. Um, don't get stuck in emptiness. Don't get stuck in the world of, of matter, of material, material world. So I didn't mention that earlier today, but I wanted to bring that in just as a, you know, something to be aware of while we're doing all this, you know. Don't get stuck there and don't get stuck here. So it's a, it's a dance. And secondly, um, yeah, that I think of this whole practice, um, the importance of it, which I may not have mentioned, oh, I think I did once, but I'll mention it again. And that is, I see it as, um, 
it's really helpful to, to see things, to see the way things are. But it's also, in the end, to me, the purpose of it is to serve others. It's to, for the Bodhisattva vow of um, liberating others. So I just wanted to add that in because it's real exciting to, to, you know, to be with all this and stuff and, and, it, and it's great. That's, but we, um, but the end, end purpose in my mind, the end purpose is for the liberation of others and self. So just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, <clears throat> so today we're working on smell. So I hope you all have something there that you can, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that a pepper? Uh, okay, great. Okay, so we'll, cause we'll be working on smell today. <laughs> <laughs> As if you need to, Travis. <laughs> well, you just split it in half. You're muted, I think. Anyway. How could I smell it if I don't cut it? Yes, that's right. That's right. So I could have cut four into four pieces. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But this was always my favorite since my childhood. So I didn't have time to go to the store. I already had these. Okay. That's good. That's perfect. Okay, so um, what I would like to do is, is I, I brought an orange, like you brought an orange too. So, um, oh, and we have three oranges, great. So anyways, I thought we should probably open them or do what you need to do for to get your, so I haven't, we can split these up so people have an address. Okay, so, um, so, so let's go ahead and, and, and let the smell out here. And uh, so we can use it in our meditation. Okay, so now we have it and, and cutting it up is, makes the smell come out even more. So, all right. So now we have our smell in the air and uh, so now what I would like everybody to do is, we're gonna shift. So again, unhook awareness and drop it below down into your neck. So it doesn't arise into your mind. Got a soft gaze and then just open. And um, so you might notice just in your shifting, you can notice the smell immediately or just kind of shift out of it first, whichever way works for you. It's right. um, just shift out so your awareness is, is taking up a bigger space, I suppose. Um, and things are getting lighter and more spacious. 
when you feel like you've shifted, <clears throat> turn your awareness towards the smell. Locate your awareness in smell and without paying attention to the orange cell, just the smell, and without paying attention to what is smelling, just pay attention to that smell. And see, just describe what you, what you smell. Is it constant? What, just describe how that smell is. How would you, what do you notice? Does it change? It's moving. Just notice that. Just let the awareness rest in that smell. Notice if you find it enjoyable or not. Just pay attention. Notice. Then we're going to do as we have been doing. Notice the space around the smell. The space beyond the smell. And then once you start opening to that space, rest in the space. Notice the awareness in the space.
can. Notice the awareness being aware of itself. itself. Within itself. And abide in that space. I do that awareness. Just a few minutes. And then you might share what that is like, what that was like to pass to smell, to the space, to the awareness. Tasting wine, and I 
mansplained all about wine smelling before tasting and politely ignored all that. This wine tastes great. <laughs> so for the last two years, I've noticed how awkward I felt around being with someone that couldn't smell. I mean, there are benefits. <laughs> But I kept wanting to get inside of what would it be like to not be able to smell. So much of my life has been cued by smells. I use it everywhere. I'm rich. My identity is wrapped up in my dog-like nature of smelling things. And I have friends that have whined this morning, a fellow practicing his walking stick, and I just, oh, how wonderful make space for this in my life or hearing. But smell, all I could do uh, was feel frustrated that we couldn't share this. And she doesn't feel that way. She recalls when she smelled things before she could no longer smell things. And she's at peace with her situation, but I'm not. And this exercise let me find the space she lives in by not focusing on my smell. And I felt relief, remorse. Uh, and the difference between my urgent need to understand her and my respect for her not being able to smell. And it just opened right thinking for me around, I may not understand anyone else but that doesn't mean i can't totally respect our differences and our uniqueness and love them Um, yeah, uh, I'd like to thank, um, I don't know your name, uh, the person that just spoke. Ed. Ed, Ed. Hi, hi, Ed. Um, I'd like to thank you for um, your candor and what you just shared. You know, um, it sounds like this, what we're doing is a really healing um, experience. In, in what you just shared with that person, your, your friend. Um, so I have um, a bar of soap that's, um, um, it, um, the fragrance is honeysuckle. <laughs> and it is so powerful. Um, I, I love washing my hands with it. Um, so what happened in the exercises, it really wanted to dominate the situation and the um, uh, focus on the space around it, um, it was possible, but it kept wanting to interfere and and take over. It was that it's a little intoxicating. <laughs> the fragrance, it's really that that powerful and, and beautiful. Um, but um, 
Yeah. And I, I just wanted to say something else about the general during the day, because what you said before, Laurie, about the um, balance or the inclusion of the expansion and the um, in, in the world or in the body um, was so important because at one point I was driving, right? And I was, you know, trying to be open and all, and I, there was no danger, but there was a person coming out, walking out of my garage, usually are not people walking out of the, the parking garage. And um, I just realized you, you got you got to be both simultaneously in a way. Mm -hmm. Or you could be um, not present like where your body is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess first I want to relate to what you said and, and just thinking about trying to share an experience with someone who like of, of smell when they can't smell like I can just feel how like for me that feels like like frustrating like like oh I just I just want to experience this with you so um, I just think it's cool that that you had this experience of kind of opening up to it and um, and taking a little bit of a step back that's really neat um, so my experience with this was Right when I closed my eyes, I was immediately taken to, um, I just got back from a trip um, to New Mexico uh, where there are a lot of pine trees and I got taken right in the middle of that. Um, that's whenever, whenever I went outside, like that was the first thing I noticed, just this big smell of like deep resinous, uh, just juicy, sappy pine. Um, and this reminded me of that. Um, and I was surprised how, um, with smell, I was able to sit into it a little bit um, more easily than with um, with sound. That was surprising to me. Yeah. Um, and then, as we opened up a little more and more, um, I noticed a couple things. One was that um, on the inhale, I got this big, deep whiff of orange, and then on the exhale, it kind of faded away um, to, uh, I'm not really sure what, but the orange wasn't, I couldn't smell it anymore. Um, and then I started having, having this really interesting um, feeling where my senses kind of got mixed up. And I started noticing like, whenever I'd smell, like take a breath in and smell the orange, it, I could see like, like a fresh highlighter, like, like, like riding on a piece of paper and it'd be like super juicy and wet. And I don't know, for some reason that like stuck out. Um, and then as we expanded more and more, um, I forget what, I think you just, you said like, open up to the like awareness of what's outside of the smell. And so then I noticed that someone was holding this orange um, and then I realized it was me, <laughs> and I was really confused. <laughs> and so then, like, touch kind of came into it as well. And so then I could almost, like, feel this smell of the orange. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but I could somehow, like, get the sense of smell through touch. Um, 
It was just a very interesting experience. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. So you're kind of shifting through the senses. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And your guidance of, of just slowly opening up was very helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone else? So since I'm in, uh, into eternity, I was trying to figure out where the smell was. And I never really considered that at first the smell was absolutely here, but then the smell was everywhere. Then I imagined myself being in, a, in the ocean, being in, in water, and uh, what, like being a fish in water, and what, where was the water, you know, and, and how it was right here, but it was everywhere. Uh, uh, uh -huh. Interesting. And then I went back to the smell <coughs> and trying to, it's different than other, than my sight where if you're looking at something, it's there, mm -hmm. but, but the smell, but I was, it was very much here, but then, then everywhere. Yeah, it's nice. That was my smell. I don't know about other people. Oh, this is your strong sensory? Yeah, I mean, this was my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Jay? Okay, so for myself, I have um, lotion. I love the smell of, I don't know why, oatmeal. Um, lotion <laughs> it says oatmeal but I love the smell it's just I don't know there's something about it that I just I can inhale it all day but um <laughs> as I put it in my hand you know um the initial thing was that the smell was really pronounced right I call it loud it was really loud and um as I sat with it I what crossed my mind is like <laughs> you know, how um, quickly it becomes part of everything else around me. Because then at some point in time, I couldn't even distinguish that the smell was there anymore. It just smelled like everything else. And of course, my mind is like, um, how easily everything else blends into one. And I myself <laughs> struggle to find that. Uh, oneness with things, you know, and it's, you know, it's my mind just started going in that direction that like water finds its oneness and, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that, you know, it's that uh, trail of thought, oh my God, you know, um, and of course like trees and birds and I'm like, and yet I struggle with finding my oneness in the world, that individuality and, um, letting go you know so that was my trail of thought like the ease of letting go this smell came and um it expressed itself and then it went back into oneness it i couldn't distinguish you know what i mean it i could not distinguish it from anything else around me it just smelled like the air and to find that ease of flow would be awesome that that was my thought um the ease and grace with which it 
accomplish that is easy for me if I just let go. So, uh, yeah. And um, I just want to <laughs> express to Ed, um, you know, it's interesting as you, you shared the story about your friend. I remember having a really bad cold once in my life where I could smell nothing. So anything I try to consume tasted like carb cardboard. It had no flavor. And I remember I could not eat because I was so tied to, you know, flavor and so I remember when I got my smell back, how every bite I just cherished, like seriously, like I was tasting stuff for the first time. And, you know, the beauty of that being um, appreciative of the gift of smell, which is tied to our tasting. So thank you. Thank you, Jay. Lori, I have a question, and I don't know if it's going to sound like a silly question or not, um, but here goes. Um, we know, and, and I, don't, I don't know actually, what smell is composed of except the material from which it comes. And in my, and, and this sounds just so strange, in my awareness of that awareness, being aware of the smell, the object from which the smell was emanating or the smell itself seemed also aware. There was an energetic field of awareness between that external awareness, this is the best I can describe it, and the object from which it was emanating. And I, I paused for a moment, but I didn't want I didn't want to lose my presence in the awareness of that awareness. So I, I, I told my mind to, to, to rest and not go there, to just be with that. And the question is, is an object like a pepper or an orange, does it have an awareness of that awareness? That's a really good question. <clears throat> a really good question. What what do you think from what we've done so far? What is your thought? Oh, well, I will I will take it from another, I will answer it this way. Of course doggies have Buddha nature. So of course objects animate and inanimate have awareness. <laughs> Jay, Jay approves. <laughs> but of course that's a construct. The way I even state it, it's a construct, right? <laughs> um, when you're speaking, that's the problem with language. That's why fortunately we have these kinds of tools so we can enter into this enter into the awareness to better understand, right? We enter into the sense to, to understand space and to understand awareness and to understand infinity, eternity. And we're not going to be able to talk about it. Joel, satisfactorily.
Hi. I, I, I hope that uh, there's not a huge amount of background noise here, but. That's um, good. Okay, great. Um, I, in chat, I put up a quote from a, a journalist uh, named Ed Young before, and I was just, I was gonna, uh, because I had all these fans going, I was just putting stuff up in chat, but he, it's an interview. He's a, he's a very good science writer, and he has written a book a couple of new books, one called I Contain Multitudes about our relationship to insects and bacteria and viruses and, you know, all, all the things that live within us and that we need for our lives that we paid zero attention to generally. And um, another book um, called, I've, already, I've forgotten the name, oh, An Immense World. And he, and he was interviewed by uh, a another journalist, uh, and he, can I read this quote out loud uh, yeah. that I put up in chat? Okay, it says, the senses as a topic really leans into uh, that, uh, the meaning the relationship with the world because of how important imagination is for understanding them. Light is electromagnetic radiation. Smells are just small molecules drifting through the air and water. Sound is just pressure waves. It's not actually obvious that we should be able to sense any of these things, let alone then transform them into nervous reactions, and then from those signals derive all the things we find beautiful in the world. The senses are actually generally, genuinely wondrous in what, we, in what they allow us to do. They turn these fairly abstract stimuli into these incredible subjective experiences. And it becomes that much more exponentially wondrous when you think about how differently all the multitudes of other creatures do it. And he, he goes on at, at length about the differences in perception uh, with various senses and how, and how he feels an ethical responsibility to acknowledge the way in which there's a kind of ableism, he calls it, written that, that underlies a lot of science writing and a lot of, a lot of um, uh, descriptions of sense that we, you know, that we think uh, dogs can smell better than us. The word better is in there, uh, but they don't hear as, you know, they don't, uh, they, and, and they hear better than us, but they don't see as well as us. And that, and that there's this, this uh, comparing built into the description uh, language that gets used and I, I was just you know having read that today when ed was talking about uh his friend who's lost a sense of smell and 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 to be able to approach that with a clear knowledge that every everybody's perception is different and not to just always set ourselves up as the standard but but to see that there's you know, a, a whole rainbow, a whole electromagnetic spectrum of potential, a lot of which we can never appreciate. Um, but, but that in meeting other people and meeting other beings, we have the responsibility of just acknowledging our limitations and the wondrous uh, nature of any capacity to understand the world through the senses. Mm -hmm. 
like he says. These are abstract signals that get turned, that our, that our bodies have co-evolved to turn into meaning for us, you know? Anyway, I just, I, your, your point, Laurie, that, you know, we can't just go around like sniffing things and thinking, wow, I'm a, I'm a wondrous being. We have a moral responsibility <laughs> to pay attention to what's going on in the world and to meet others on equal ground, you know? I, I think that's what I heard you say. And then, you know, Ed illustrated it perfectly. Thank you, Joe. Now I'm going to turn my fan back on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Well, thank you all for for sharing around that. Um, yeah, so much, so much richness in, in all of this in, in so many different ways. So many different ways. Um, so I'm glad we've had this opportunity. And tomorrow, what time is it? Um, tomorrow, uh, we're going to work with touch. So you kind of led us into that. Um, and we'll be doing it both in the morning and, and the evening. It will be two different kinds of touching. So we'll see how that, how that goes. And um, if uh, no one has anything else to say, we'll close it here. And um, yeah, I think that's good. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> I trust you all. Oh, um, I trust you all are well this morning. Um, anything that you want to report from last night? Okay. Uh, Kim. I've been curious about something, and that is. Um, you know, certain things we do are kind of like parlor tricks. <laughs> and how, how exactly does this, uh, I have a friend who, who is always concerned with the practicality of things. Mm -hmm. And so the question I, I have is, how does this actually benefit us? How does it um, um, liberate us? How does it end suffering? Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like another thing to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's my question. Uh, and that's a very important question indeed. Um, <clears throat> so I was kind of indicating this the other day, um, that we're, we're doing this shifting out because it's putting us in um, a state we're in greater awareness, let's put it that way, or we are more aware of everything. And so why? Why is that important? Well, it enables us 
to open up to other things. I think um, Ed's experience last night was one of those examples of it may seem like a small thing, but to be caught in something with not understanding or really wanting to have somebody, you know, smell something that, that you think it's really important and then being open enough to have this moment of awareness where you say, I can let that go. I can let that go. And indeed, you know, they may not be able to smell that they have other things, you know, or, or just being open to whatever is and how everybody is and how you accept them for however they are. And that is liberating. Um, sometimes I think that people think liberation and uh, wakefulness is some great, huge 4th of July, you know, explosion, and it might be. But in my mind, anyway, and I think, anyway, in my mind, it, it's little moments, just little moments of liberation, that, and they make a huge difference, you know, being all of a sudden, from being in this state, you see in front of you something that's going on, and then you you realize this is the right action to take. You know, you just go into it. That's a liberating moment. And so to me, there's nothing more beneficial than that. That's what we're doing as bodhisattvas. Is that answering you say, your question? You right action. Yes, skillful, skillful means. That's what I'm alluding to. Yeah. But it's it's not even not even that. It's it's I mean that's part of it. But it's just being able to see ourselves um, in a sense. We're not we're not using the mind, but we're able to, to to actually see ourselves. We cannot see ourselves when we're in ordinary mind, really, because we're in it. So we get beyond it and can actually see what we're up to. Thank you. You're welcome. And we have Rosemary online, Laurie. Good morning, Rosemary. Hi. Um, so um, I had a little example of this when I was trying to get into the Zoom this morning. I was having trouble. The connecting thing was going round and round. And when that happens, I have to restart. So I was getting a little bit later than I wanted to be. And during that, those few, probably 60 seconds, um, <laughs> Yeah, I I was doing my usual, oh, you know, um, late, and then I thought, okay, what if I shift during this time? What is happening right now? And if I shifted out further, I'm thinking, okay, Rosemary might be a minute later than she wanted to be for the meeting, but what's you know there's so much more this is you know i just kept expanding and out and out and i and i was able to relax say like yeah it's kind of perspective in a way mm -hmm. um, absolutely and the the um oh the question was when we when at work for example we need the mind you know and sometimes to really like when you were preparing for the course um laurie i'm sure you had to like completely focused. So 
I was thinking what, how would one use this um, maybe in preparation for some, some intense mind focus, you know, type of thing, maybe as a preparation somehow. Um, excuse me. Do you hear that? Yeah, what is it? Where is it? Oh, it's outside. Okay. Sorry, there was an odd sound going on. And it was just... It's been it's been uh, Laurie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. I always remember from when Joel did does the service on Fridays, and all the bins always came in the background. Oh, okay, maybe that's it. Okay, it sounded different. Oh, okay, I thought it was the ice cream truck. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so, okay, I, I'm sorry, I got completely distracted. Okay, so so I'll give you a good example. Um, yes, you're right. In, in preparing for this, um, yeah, I had to think a lot about it. There's a lot of organizational stuff as far as timing and, and you know, preparing for the food and buying the food, and there's a lot of stuff like that. And then just trying to under, understand how to make things work together, what to put with what, and when to put what when. And so, yeah, that's all great mind work, right? So where this other came in is uh, a classic example is the one of the talks that I had an idea of what I wanted to do for the morning and. Um, and, but I was kind of loose with it. I wasn't, I wasn't entirely convinced that's what I wanted to do. But anyway, what, something just, I just kind of shifted and then all of a sudden something else came, came to me. And I mean, like there's this opening that said, you know, I really think that you should do that. You know, something else came completely out of the blue for me to do. And I, and I actually didn't do what a note, I think I mentioned this, I just wrote down a note or two and the thing was made. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. Or, um, so as far as prep preparing for that, some of this stuff that's more organic or, um, yeah, it just comes comes in because you're in a flow. It's kind of a flow thing. And this is part of, part of this is a flow sort of, that's, you can kind of describe it that way. Um, you know, there's some things, you, but you have to prepare in the first place. Yeah. I don't think I've answered your question. Oh, um, so just to clarify, did you, did you actually use the, sh the shifting in, as you were preparing or maybe it was happening automatically? No, I was shifting at a certain point when I was preparing. Let's see, I can't really tell you. I think I was preparing and had certain things, but when it came to coming here, that's where the shift was taking place. Okay. So um, most of the time that we've been working together, I've been shifted. So I'm, I'm doing this stuff with you. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of the stuff that's coming out of me, it's not me thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, Jay's um, raised a hand. Hey, Jay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. 
No, um, you know, the, with Kim's question, um, I just want to share, like, for me, I don't know if you labor shifting, but I know um, it has given me, like, in every moment, a deeper awareness, because it's not just like, oh, the phone is ringing, ringing, right? And then there's a sound, but there's more to this sound than what I initially, you know, dismissed it to be, you know? It's not just the phone ringing, but it's deeper than that. And my conversations, as I said last night, the cadence, the way people speak and my interaction, even like, honestly, like when I was <laughs> putting on lotion this morning, it was very um, uh, like reverent, you know, it, it was like this mindfulness. Um, and even the way I see um things like you know a uh, water fountain is just being mesmerized because now I'm looking at it in a different way and I know you know it, it has been shared before oh be mindful in the moment but honestly this practice uh, that expansion that you've um, shared has taken me in a in a deeper way so in each moment I know it's it could be a reverent experience versus just like oh a handshake or the phone ringing or, you know, a conversation being had. And um, maybe that's the shift for me, you know, you know, each of us is going to have a, a different experience, but that has been the shift for me to, to experience the divine in every moment, because I, I know for myself, I have dismissed the back of my hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know just looking at it and just being amazed and being in awe and just I don't know it's brought me a lot of joy because I smile when I you know looking at stuff or listening to stuff that has been my experience over the last few days so thank you and I think with that I feel like I show up differently you know it's a different experience and of course, as you show up differently, it ripples out, right? So anyway, that's what I wanted to share. Thanks. Thank you so much. And, <clears throat> you know, and this is kind of an awakening when one is able to, because you're coming from a different place. Anyway, I guess she's still there. But she's coming from a different place. Her perspective is, is, is completely different. And yeah, absolutely. It makes it'll make it makes a difference in how you meet the world and how the world meets you. You're more appreciative appreciative of of everything, no? Yeah. I think she's frozen slightly. That's why she keeps turning the camera on and off. Okay, that's that's fine. Okay. So does anybody else have any questions or does that satisfy you for the moment? <laughs> right. Well, good. I'm glad we got to uh, to talk that uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, okay. Okay. We have ten minutes. We'll see what we can do. Um, so this is just another exercise, but now we're going to use another sense. So we're just playing with all the senses. So today it's going to be touch. So today it's touch. So we're going to be doing the kind of this 
not kind of, we're going to be doing the same thing that we did yesterday, but, but using touch. So, um, so what I, the stimulus here is going to be what you feel touching you right now. So what I mean is you can choose anything, um, but you might feel your feet on the floor. You might feel if you're sitting on a cushion, you might feel your feet underneath you. You might feel your hands on your thighs or in the mudra, you know, you're, you're feeling things, right? So, <clears throat> or maybe your clothes on your arm. So just choose one of those. And then we're going to shift and focus on this sensation of touch. So the sensation of, for example, I'm gonna give an example, specific example. So I'm gonna, I'm feeling, okay, I'm feeling my hands on, on my legs. And now, um, start where we always start. <clears throat> we unhook our awareness from the mind. We drop it down below the neck. And then we have a soft gaze as we look forward. And then we're just going to open up that awareness like always. So we're just being uh, aware of our awareness and we're expanding it out beyond just what's immediately in front of us. Just expand it out a bit. Expand it out as much as you like. <clears throat> and so for me, things tend to get a little fuzzier. Things get lighter. I feel lighter. I feel energy in my hands. Feel out. Things get a little softer. And as I say, a little fuzzier. But I'm fuzzier, but I'm totally aware. And so once I've reached that state of being aware, really being aware, expanding my awareness, then I'm going to drop my awareness into the sense of touch. And so I'm not going to pay attention to the one who is touching or the thing that is touching. I'm just paying attention to the sensation itself. And so I'm just going to drop into that. And the question you want to ask yourself is, what do you notice? 
So for me, <clears throat> what I'm noticing is the weight. The weight of my hands. And I'm also aware of um, my hands not being a solid, they're not hitting the leg solidly. In some places, have, my fingers are bent or there are indentations in my hands, so they're not touching, so it's not a solid. Thing that's touching my leg, my legs. So whatever you're feeling, just just drop right into that and, and notice what you're actually aware of. And then, as always, notice the space around the sensation of touch. Where do you sense space? Then drop into that space. Drop your awareness into that space and open. To the space. Drop your awareness into that space. And what do you notice from there? Now that we've created this awareness, notice the awareness in that space.
rest there for just a moment. And slowly and gently, come back into your ordinary mind. As we come back in our ordinary mind, you might think about the difference between being in that spacious place and being in the ordinary mind as a tool to be with the world, to remember that spacious place, a place for us to open. And before Kim rings that bell, <laughs> The great way isn't difficult for those who are unattached to their preferences. Let go of longing and aversion, and everything will be perfectly clear. When you cling to a hair's breadth of distinction, heaven and earth are set apart. If you want to realize the truth, don't be for or against. The struggle between good and evil is the primal disease of the mind. Not grasping the deeper meaning, you just trouble your mind's serenity. As vast as infinite space, it is perfect and lacks nothing. But because you select and reject, you can't perceive its true nature. Don't get tangled in the world. Don't lose yourself in emptiness. Be at peace in the oneness of things, and all errors will disappear by themselves. If you don't live the Tao, you fall into assertion or denial. Asserting that the world is real, you are blind to its deeper reality. Denying that the world is real, you are blind to the selflessness of all things. The more you think about these matters, the further you are from the truth. Step aside from all thinking, and there is nowhere you can go. Returning to the root, you find the meaning. Chasing appearances, you lose your source. At the moment of profound insight, you transcend both appearance and emptiness. Don't keep searching for the truth. Just let go of your opinions. For the mind in harmony with the Tao, all selfishness disappears, with not even a trace of self-doubt. 
You can trust the universe completely. All at once you are free, with nothing left to hold on to. All is empty, brilliant, perfect in its own being. In all the world of things as they are, there is no self, no known self. If you want to describe its essence, the best you can say is not two. In this not two, nothing is separate, and nothing in the world is excluded. The enlightened of all times and places have entered into this truth. In it, there is no gain or loss. One instant is 10,000 years. There is no here, no there. Infinity is right before your eyes. The tiny is as large as the vast when objective boundaries have vanished. The vast is as small as the tiny when we don't have external limits. Being is an aspect of non-being. Non-being is no different from being. Until you understand this truth, you won't see anything clearly. One is all, all is all. What reason for holiness or wisdom? The mind of absolute trust is beyond all thought, all striving, is perfectly at peace, for in it there is no yesterday, no today, no tomorrow. Uh, page 62. <clears throat> Inside a moment. Wouldn't it be nice, Chosen said, to step inside a moment? I'm considering that now. How would it be like stepping inside a cathedral? A great space soaring above and around you, filled with light from windows of many colors. And the sounds inside a moment would be rich as a symphony, a heartbeat, traffic, a sigh, a melting sound, the odor of something sacred, human, and warm, a lingering aroma of a meal just cooked. Then, too, the sensations of the skin against the air, against these clothes, a casual itch, and a bit of tightness in my shoulder. How full-bodied and wholehearted we would be. And how might we fall down in profound gratitude for the splendor we are witness to. Our yearning, the grain of wood of the floor, the mysterious light of the street lamp, the moon, a passing car's headlights, the gods envious moment of the human life, torn as it is by suffering, anxiety, and permanence, and yet inside this moment is timeless and complete. No worry left in it, no other place to be, nothing to do but look and feel and listen as long as we like. Could you ever grow tired of it? Did you forget to notice the dead end in the corner, the subtle shading of the rice paper in the wooden frames, or the silent figures on the altar, the incarnations of great activity, great wisdom, great compassion? 
compassion right here in this moment. Did you hear that? The refrigerator turned itself on once it was cold enough, and a piece of paper rustled as someone turned a page. If you are longing for life eternal, please simply step inside the moment.